Welcome back, everyone. So last time we started with a lot of different questions, most of which left unanswered. So first, let me take you through all the questions we had last time so we can answer them all today. First question we had was, how is it that the neshama, the soul, is exactly the same as the endless or the essence of the creator? But at the same time, it's considered a separate thing. It seems kind of contradictory. The second question was the endless light. The endless light is its almost the same question as the soul, but with about the endless light. The endless light came from the essence of the creator. And we say that there's no difference between the essence of the creator and the endless light, except for that it's not the same thing. So again, how do we deal with that? The third question was about bread of shame, meaning how come, so we say that the reward in the world to come after our, however long we live in this physical world, the reward is so much greater than the work we're doing that it doesn't make sense that the work we're doing is supposed to give us this feeling that we earned what we're getting since the reward is just that much greater. So what's, what's this whole thing? And the last question we asked was, what was the first thought of creation? What was the thought that drove everything we've been learning until now? Why did the endless light come out of the essence of the creator and then the contraction of the tzimtzum and then Adam Kadmon, Atzilut Briya, Etzia all the worlds? How, what was the driving force behind all of this? Now, the last question we answered first at the end of last time, that in fact, the thought, the first thought of creation is the endless light. It's actually, it's actually, we call the endless light the first thought of creation. Because the first thought of creation was to do good for his creations. The creator wanted to do good for his creations. And the endless light was the immediate result of doing good for his creations. How do we know? The endless light is the ultimate giving force. The creator's thought, the essence of the creator, wanted to do good for his creations. Immediately, and I mean immediately, there's no, since there's no passage of time in, in spiritual things, immediately the endless light comes into existence, fills up the entirety of, fills up the entirety of existence, and is this ultimate giving force. That's where we left off last time. Now let's answer the rest of our questions. וזהו שאמר הרב זר, שמתחילה היה אור אינסוף ברוך הוא ממלא את כל המציאות. And this that the Ari said, Rav Ashlag is talking about the Ari, this that the Ari said, that the endless light filled up all of existence, פירוש כיוון שחשב השם יתברך לענות את הנבראים, means that the moment that the Creator thought about benefiting or doing good for his creations, ואור התפשט ממנו ויצא מלפניו כביכול. The lights spread from him and when it came out of him, kibiachol means uh, as if, or if it could be real, then it would be real, but it's a metaphor. So the moment that the endless light came into existence and filled all of existence was also imbued within the endless light the desire to receive all the good from the essence of the Creator. And not only that, if in case you were surprised by that part, let me, let me tell you this. 
the entire level of the entire level of how big the light is, how much light there is, is decided by how much desire to receive there is within that light. The amount of light that it has, the amount that it can give, is exactly the same as the amount that it wants to receive. That's something new, something we haven't really talked about yet. What do we call this desire to receive that's imbued within the endless light? We call it place or space. So what do we mean? What are we talking about when we say space? We're saying, or room, is a better term for this, for our discussion. So we have a person. Ravashla gives us a metaphor. We have a person. We, we're saying about this person, they can eat one loaf of bread. That's how much room they have. And the other person can eat a maximum of half a loaf of bread. What? So what are we saying? What do we mean when we say one has room for a whole loaf? One has room for a half loaf? We're not talking about the size of their stomachs. Your stomach is actually quite small. So we're, not, we're clearly not talking about how much physical space they have. We're talking about how much they want the food, how much they want to eat. So the same thing we're going to apply now to spiritual things. The size of the desire to receive of the, for the bread is, is what decides how much room a person has to eat. The physical size of your stomach does not dictate how much room you have to eat. It's how much desire you have for the food. You ever have so, you ever eat something really bad at a restaurant and then suddenly you're not hungry anymore? Your stomach is still empty, but you have so little desire for the food that you just don't feel hungry anymore. Same thing in the opposite direction. Normally you can only eat a certain amount, but you go you went home for Thanksgiving, your mom made your favorite food on the planet, suddenly you can eat four plates. So it's all about desire. It has nothing to do with physically how much space you have. So the desire to receive the sustenance is actually how much room you have for the sustenance. And the sustenance is measured by how much desire to receive there is. If you're a little bit confused, don't worry, we're going to explain in a second. So with this understanding, now we can, now we can grasp. Now we can understand what makes the endless light different from the essence of the Creator. Because the essence of the Creator, we have no understanding and no term for it. Which we do have by the endless light. At the, by the endless light, we don't really understand it, but we understand it enough to give it a name, the endless light. 
שהוא בסביבת ההבחן הזה הנ"ל, אשר באור הזה כלול בו הרצון לקבל מעצמותו יתברך. So within the endless light, what makes it different from the essence of the Creator? The endless light has within it the desire to receive from the essence of the Creator. Which is a new form, because God forbid you should say that within the essence of the Creator, there's any desire to receive. Why? Because... What is the, where is the essence of the Creator going to receive from? There is nothing higher than the Creator. So the Creator is not going to receive from anything, God forbid. That's not, what, that's, that's not how it works. The Creator is the beginning of everything. And the endless light comes from the essence of the Creator. So the endless light wants to receive from the essence of the Creator. בזו הצורה היא גם כן כל גודלו של אור הזה, כנ"ל, ודייקה בזה, כי אי אפשר להעריך כאן. So, Ravashlik says we're going to shorten that concept here because we can't make it long here. It means we'll explain later. Basically, what you need to understand is, so our, we answered question number two just now. Question number two was, what's the difference between the endless light and the essence of the Creator that we consider it separate, but not really? So here's your answer. The endless light is the thought of creation. The endless light is the immediate vehicle for the essence of the Creator's desire to do good for His creations. That's the endless light. Now, but the thing is, there's two sides to every giving. The essence of the Creator wants to give. That means that at the same time, there needs to be something to receive. So even within the endless light, which is the ultimate giving force, There is imbued, it's not, it's not expressed yet, but there is imbued a desire to receive from the essence of the Creator. Why does it need to be imbued already in the endless light? Because everything else came from the endless, except for the essence of the Creator. Endless light came from the essence of the Creator. Everything else came from the endless. Now, something cannot give of itself what it doesn't have. If I don't have... White hair, I can't pull the white hair off of me and give it to you. I don't have it. The endless light gave birth to all of the rest of the worlds. And though in those worlds, there is desire to receive. Now, the endless light can't give a desire to receive if it doesn't have it Im- imbued within it. So that's our answer to question number two. What's the difference? The endless light, there is a desire to receive there. If you remember, go back a few, a few weeks, we have this idea of he and his name are one, that the endless and the desire to receive are one. It's the same concept. The endless, as from before the contraction, does not express its desire to receive. It's an ultimate giving force. The expression of the desire to receive is called the vessel. And then with the contraction, we minimize the desire to receive and you remember. So that's the answer to question number two. אמנם, בכל יכולתו לא הייתה נבחנת הצורה החדשה הזו, נבחנת שינוי מאורו יתברך. But even with all of this, we're not considering this a difference, a true change in form from the, from the light. שזה סוד שאיתה בפרקי דרבי אליעזר, שטרם שנברא העולם. 
So it says in a book called Pilkei de Rabbi Eliezer that before the world was created, Hayahu echad echad. He and his name were one. What's he and his name were one? Hu ba'uchu. Who he is talking about the endless light. Ushmo, his name, it's talking about the room that it has within it, meaning the desire to receive from the essence of the Creator. Which is included within the endless light. And it's teaching us that he and his name are one. That his name, which is the secret of Malchut, Malchut is, is the law, is the last of the ten sefirot. So, Malchut of the endless, Shu Sodaratzon, which is the secret of desire. A little sidebar, if you take the numerical value of the word Shmo, which is his name, we're talking about Malchut of Ensof, the desire to receive, and Ratzon, they're the same numerical value. To spell out the word Shmo, Shin Mem Vav, that's the Hebrew letters in the word Shmo. Shin is 300, Mem is 40, Vav is 6, 346. Ratzon, Reish Tzadik Vav Nun. Reish is 200, Tzadik is 90. So you have 290 right now, plus Vav, 296, plus Nun, which is 50, 346. Same numerical value, meaning that's another hint to the fact that his name, when we're talking about Huvishmo Echad, he and his name are one. His name is the desire to receive. It's the same numerical value, too. So his name, or Malchut of the Endless, or the desire to receive, is imbued in all of creation. Before the contraction, there was no difference between it and it and the light that it was imbued within. So before the contraction, the light and the room for the light were one. If there was anything about the room or the desire to receive or malchut of ensof that was slightly less, that was a little bit less than the light, so if there was anything wrong or anything that was less about the room for the desire to room for the endless light, then you would see two different aspects. That's after the contraction. But before the contraction, he and his name are one. There is absolutely zero difference between them. They are in complete unity. And this is this is the whole idea of the contraction. So the desire to receive that was within the endless light, which is called Malchut of the Endless Light, which is the secret of the thought of creation which is within the endless. Which includes all of existence. So the malchut of the endless or the vessel decorated itself and tried to elevate itself to make it to make it more equal with what? To the essence of the creator. 
ועל כן מיתת רצונם מלקבל השפעו יתברך. And therefore, and so how did it try to make itself more equal to the essence of the creator? It tried to minimize its desire because what's the one thing that, the, that isn't found in the essence of the creator? Desire to receive. So by minimizing its desire to receive, it had noble intentions, it had a good intention. I want to be more like the essence of the creator. So let's minimize my desire to receive. So like we talked about when we first talked about the contraction, it's... It covered or it minimized its fourth phase of desire, which is the most desire to receive. Through this, all of the worlds were created. So all the worlds were created so that the desire to receive can be fixed and it'll return to being giving. And that's how it's going to be the same, it'll be closer in form to the emanator. But, we know, but what happened, as we know, after it minimized its desire to receive, it had to be like it was forced. It was, if, if I could give you a proper physical example, my best thing would be that it was like a law of physics. It just had to be. The moment it minimizes desire to receive, the light had to go. So, why did the light have to leave? We've already covered. Once there's no desire, the light has nowhere to go. There must be a desire to receive to build a vessel so that the light has somewhere to stay. When the vessel minimized its desire to receive, the light had to leave. Okay. So now we're finally going to get to answering the question that started this all. What makes souls the same and different from the essence of the Creator? So now we'll understand the concept of, cutting, of the cutting of souls into individual things. Because we said that it was a piece of godliness or a piece of the essence of the creator that's the same, it's exactly the same thing, but it's actually different. How is it different? Because we say it's a piece, it's not the whole. But we say that it's exactly the same in form except for that it's a piece. Confusing. But with everything that we just covered, now we have the tools to understand. How and with what? Does the neshama, the soul, change its form from the simple light? So, until the point where it's considered separate from everything. Because, so now, we, now you understand that is, it's made within it, within the soul. Shinui tzura gadol is actually a big change in form. What's the change in form? Because the, end, the essence of the Creator is, includes all of the possible forms of anything. But after what we just discussed, you find you find one form that's not included within the essence of the Creator. 
מהיינו מצורע של הרצון לקבל, שחס ושלום ממי יקבל. You guessed it, what's the one form that the essence of the creator doesn't have? Desire to receive. Because, God forbid, never, we should never think that the essence of the creator could possibly receive from anything. אמנם, הנשמות שכל בריאתן היא, the souls that all of their creation is, the whole point of their creation, משום שרצה יתברך ליהנות להן, Their whole point of the creation is because the essence of the Creator wanted to give good to them. Which is the first thought of creation. So because they were created, the souls were created for, for the specific purpose that the Creator wanted to do good for them, they have within them the desire to receive the good from the Creator. And this is their change in form. Now they have a desire to receive something that the essence of the Creator doesn't have. So we've already covered that with physical things, the way you separate things is physically. You separate them in space. You move them farther away from each other. But with spiritual things, נחלקת ונדלת על ידי שינוי צורה, אז through change in form. ולפי השיעור שווי השתנות הצורה הזה מזה, and the amounts that the forms are different, כן ישוער המרחק בין זה לזה, that's the same amount that the two things are separate from each other. And you should know, ובין שינוי הצורה יגיע לבחיות ממש מן הקצה אל הקצה, if for some reason, The change in form is so drastic that they're complete opposites. Then there is a complete separation. It's like a cutting of ties. Then they can't even, they can't even receive from each other because they're so far apart. which flies in the whole face of opposites attract, I know, but this is how it works in, in the spiritual world. When things, are in, when things are complete opposites, there can't be any interaction between them. They're just they're strangers to one another. So that, that answers our whole spiel. Why, why, why all this confusion about souls being separate of things? So now when we apply what we, all, what we really already covered about the endless light having within it the desire to receive and that being the reason that it came out of the essence of the Creator, but once we apply that to everything in the spiritual realm, we start to understand what it means to be separate from the essence of the Creator. Really, the essence of the Creator covers everything. That's where everything came from. But the expression that, makes it, that gives it its difference is a desire to receive. So now we're going to talk a little bit about after the contraction. So after the contraction, after this uh, barrier, masach or the screen, that's called the desire to receive, it was Cancel the desire to receive was cancelled and separated from all of from the whole um, host of holiness 
או במקומו נתעדכן אור חוזר להיות כלי קבלה. And instead of desire to receive what was created as the, as the way of receiving is called אור חוזר, returning light. To explain this in a short way possible, we'll go into it in much more detail another time. To explain this so that we can understand for, what, for our purposes today, all chozev is basically, the light wants to give, and the vessel, what the vessel did, it wanted to become like the creator. So what it first said was no, sends the light back. So it minimizes its desire to receive and it sends the light back. That sending the light back is called all chozev, returning light. Again, it's a little confusing. We will go, we'll delve very deep into it another time. So this is the whole difference of of holiness versus the four worlds of impurity. So you might be wondering, like, hold on, we're just talking about all these, like, lofty spiritual things, how did, we, how did we arrive at the impure things, at the bad things? So there is a rule that we're going to mention soon called This parallel from this did God create. Meaning, everything that there is in the spiritual realm, there must be the opposite. Why? After the contraction, what happened? Let's see. So the way that the world, that the worlds of holiness, receive is through the returning light. Which is, so how, how do they receive through the returning light? It is as close as we can get, as close as we can get to being the same form as the endless light, because we're also giving. But the four worlds of impurity, the forces of impurity are still hanging on to the desire to receive after it's been minimized, meaning there's nothing that's coming there but they're still holding on to the to the leftovers, the memory of light being there, which is the opposite of the form of the endless light. And through and because of this, they are cut off and separated from the giver of life, which is the endless. And through this, you'll understand why there's bad things. And how come, so we said earlier, in, a, in an earlier class, that everything, including what we perceive as bad, was included within the thought of creation. So now we'll understand why, why you would include something like that in the thought of creation. So the moment that the thought of creation happened, the thought of creation was to do good for his creations. So after the spreading out of all the five worlds, what five worlds? Adam Kalmon, Atzilut, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. Five worlds. So after the contraction, after the spreading out of the five worlds, 
we also have the also the klipot. The klipot literally translates to shell or the peel of a fruit. But they're the, they're the negative forces. They're what's trying to stop the light from getting to us. So they were also revealed after the Tzimtzum. They have their own four worlds of impurity. Notice that they don't have Adam Kadmon. They only have Atzil B'Ratzir Asiyah of Tumah. They don't have Adam Kadmon. This parallel from this God made. So we find before us our disgusting physical body that we say about it because he formed the heart of man evil from his from a young age. From a from a very from 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 a young age, us human beings are we get our sustenance, we subsist off of the leftovers of the klipot. So what does that mean? So this entire idea of impurity or the klipot, the negative forces, is the concept of the desire only to receive. Now what did we say a few, a few classes ago was the ideal, the desire to receive in order to share. The klipot is the desire only to receive. The negative forces have no desire to give whatsoever. They're considered completely opposite from the Creator. So the negative forces want only to receive and not to give at all. The creator is the opposite. The Creator wants only to give and not to receive at all. The negative forces are called dead. Why? Because they're in complete opposite of form from the, from the source of all life. So because they're so opposite, like we said in the last paragraph, two things that are opposite can't even interact. So because they're, in com- because they're in complete opposite form from the Creator, they can't receive anything from the Creator. So the body that is nourished by, this, by the leftovers of the negative force, is also, call- is also called cut off from life, and it's full of disgustingness. And all of this is because of the desire only to receive. And not to give that is imbued within him. Now, remember, in all of us, there we have both imbued within us. Because we come from the Creator, which is the ultimate desire to give. But within the endless light, which created everything else, there's also the desire to receive. Because his desire is always open to receive the whole world and everything in it into his stomach. And that's why wicked people are called, while they're still alive, they're called dead. What do we mean by a wicked person? 
כי מתוך שינוי צורתם עד לקצה משורשם שאין להם מבחינת ההשפעה כלום. What's a wicked person? A person who has warped their form so much that they have nothing left of giving within them. נחתכים ממנו יתברך והם המתים ממש. They're cut off from the crater and they're considered dead. ואף על גב שמדומה שגם הרשעים יש להם מבחינת ההשפעה. And even if it might look like wicked people have a concept of giving within them, שנותנים הצדקה וכדומה, someone who's rich and a really really wicked person could give could give charity they can donate to to stop world hunger to cancer research whatever אמנם כבר אמרו עליהם בזוהר דכל חסד דעבדין לגרמיהו הוא דעבדין שעיקר כוונתם הוא לעצמם לכבודם says in the zohar that even the good things that wicked people do is only for themselves so it has no concept of giving אמנם הצדיקים העוסקים בתורה But righteous people, who's righteous people? People that study Torah, that do mitzvot, do good deeds. I'm not sure to get a prize, but why are they doing it? Not to, not to get a thing. But to fulfill their purpose here, our purpose here. What's our purpose here? To give a good feeling to he that created us. The creator wanted to create in order to do good for his creations. So what's our purpose here? To receive everything he has to give, not because we want it, but because we want to give a good feeling to the one that wants to give us. They cleanse their body through this, the righteous people. And they take their, their vessels of receiving and they turn them into a giving force. ולא נהניתי אפילו באצבע קטנה. So Avashlag brings a fairly famous quote in writings of Kabbalah that the teacher says, I didn't even enjoy the amount of a pinky finger. Meaning what? It's not that he didn't enjoy. It's that it wasn't for his desire to receive. The whole point was to give a good feeling to the creator. It's not that you're not supposed to enjoy things. Of course, the creator is begging for you to enjoy everything in this world. But why are you enjoying it? You're enjoying it because you have some emptiness inside you or you're enjoying it because the creator wants you to enjoy it. And through this, righteous people are considered as close to the creator as you can get. Their form is considered The same as the creator. וזה שדרשו ז"ל על הפסוק ולאמור לציון עמי עתה ודרשו בהקדוש זה עוד סמך זין. So Rashi brings a פסוק about uh, the creator's closeness with his, with his people. Meaning the righteous people. His people are the righteous people. The people that are doing everything in order to give To give the creator a good feeling that he's doing what he set out to do. That he's doing good for his creations. You are my nation in partnership. What does it mean in partnership? Righteous people are partners with the creator. In what are they partners? In the very idea that the creator 
created. They're partners in creation. So the creator kicked it off. The creator started off with this idea of wanting to do good for his creations. What's the end goal? Well, how, how does it end? How, is it, how do we know that we've finished the creation? We are receiving in order to give a good feeling to the creator. Through this turning of their vessels of receiving, two forces of giving. So we covered kind of a lot and not in not so much time. I want to box this all together in something you can take home for the week. We said that what makes the souls, the endless, everything else different from the essence of the creator, the desire to receive. Now, the first thought of creation was to do good for his creations. So we have the essence of the creator wants to do good for his creations. Instantly, the endless light is in existence and fills all of creations. Now you have the contraction and all these complications along the way. How do we finish the job? Every single thing in this life is meant for us to enjoy. Why are there so many rules about what we can eat, what we, how we can dress, Shabbat, whatever? Why, are, why all these rules? These rules help us to receive in a way that is in order to give a good feeling to the Creator. That's our entire purpose in life. And when we do that, we are actually capable of receiving more. And not only that, we just said that the people who are capable of doing that become partners in creation, which is the highest of any goals. Have a wonderful week. 